0: What is up RTC family? Mark here. So as many of you guys already know, this week's episode is all about politics. How to vote, how to think through the issues and things like that. And literally halfway through the episode, Fuller and I realized that this episode was going to drop after the polling booths were closed. Fuller and I talked about it and we both agreed that it was better to drop this episode early than too late in the conversation. So normally we drop our episodes on Thursday, but this week and this week only, this is not a bonus episode. But we're dropping it Monday, November 2nd, the day before the election. We hope you guys enjoy the conversation. And hey, if you got more questions, feel free to ask us as well. But either way, we hope you guys enjoy this edition of Real Talk Christian Podcast. Let's go. <laughs> Welcome to Real Talk Christian Podcast, where we drink coffee and have real conversations on faith, culture, and society. This
1: is Mark Hyde and Chris Fuller,
0: and on today's episode of RTC, we're talking about politics. Can Christians get political? Should we have opinions on political matters? And most importantly, should American Christians go and vote? Well, are you ready?
1: Let's go. tambourine 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 oh sorry that's all you've been saying the whole time when we're trying
0: to get ready to do my intro sorry and you're like tambourine
1: tambourine tambourine
0: tambourine tambourine what's up mark how's it going buddy it's good I'm, to see you now you're all hooked on I'm, I'm, I'm messed up <laughs> you know this is gonna be a weird
1: episode because it we is. were
0: so busy to get to this next episode we didn't brew anything
1: what's brewing oh wait okay, can't use that. that's dudes and that's dads, dudes and dads that sorry. Dudes,
0: what's brewing what's brewing but so we have no coffee today we have uh pure
1: aqua and i, I forgot to refill anything
0: <laughs> so i'm little. i have two things in front of me from last episode because we record two at night you, are you thirsty <sighs> <laughs> i got nothing i got absolute nothing sorry. oh Janil just texted us back on a video okay so she's watched it i'm so excited to tell the people this i introduced fuller to Dude dad yeah i've never seen dude, dude. dad so if you've never if you've seen dude dad you already know what's coming everybody's like what Fuller? Dad?
1: no they're saying what fuller's never seen dude dad what what is he living under rock yes i'm living under a rock it's called he has a job it's called my when i'm at work i'm working and when i'm not working i'm playing with my kids and when i'm not playing with my kids my nose is in a book so, Cause you're sorry, because i because I'm under a rock.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but dude, dad. So the whole premise dude of dude,
1: dad is the fact of you know.
0: Into I mean, let's be honest. In American society and culture, dads are looked at as the lazy, drunk, good for massive, nothing, like doesn't do anything. Lay Womanizer. On the couch. Well, yeah, these yeah. terrible people that you don't want that be their role model, like the Homer Simpsons. You know. And Don't. he's like, no, we want to fix that. So right. this is the guy that builds, like, the elaborate machines for his kids. Like, he's the one who took, the, like, the little drive-around Jeep. He's like, this isn't powerful enough. So you he know converted what? to put his Milwaukee battery that. into it. Yeah, I think I've seen that one. Yep, dude, that's that's Dude Dad. Oh. So, he, he been, he, so he actually, like, so that's his that full-time job now. Like, that's what he does is make the videos. Well, and he actually got a show for the Magnolia Network, Chip may, and Joe.
1: Maybe we should stop doing podcasts. And start doing stuff like that. I will, dude, get a doodad sponsorship. That'd be legit. That'd I mean, be awesome. between between both of our garages and the tools we have, we, we can build a lot, a lot of things, do a lot of stuff. I mean, my
0: mom may have potentially just destroyed my new nail gun, like not my pin nail, my legit nail gun. But well, I'll find out when I get it back. You know what? That's all <laughs> right. Because I've got three. <laughs> and I, got, I think I got a warranty. Oh, actually, I didn't pay for the extra one. I probably should have from Lowe's. It
1: depends on how long ago you got it. You got you got at least like two think, weeks. Oh, got, weeks. you got at least a 30 day.
0: Hey, my mom broke this. Can I have a new one. But give me, give me, we'll see. Me, we'll give see. Give but me. so, in, but do dad, he, his wife, yeah. you know, they just got pregnant, right. And so he made a video. He always makes these like funny spoof videos of like he'll make fun of her like wives during home improvement projects, and she'll make one where it's like husbands during home improvement projects. Right. Well, he'd made a funny video about wife in their first trimester. Yeah. Because Janiel's in her first trimester. What? No,
1: I did not. <laughs> no. 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 Baby number four for the Fullers. It would take a miracle from God. <laughs>
0: <laughs> or some adoption or some fostering. If you want to know some people, I know the hookups. I can <laughs> hook you up with how to, how to
1: foster some yeah, kids. Yes, you do have the yeah, hookups. Yeah, and we, we can
0: go back and let's do it. Best Schneider, and there you go.
1: And so Nicole Hobble.
0: Nicole Hobble and is another one. The
1: the Brolins, the Brolins. in church. Yeah. Uh,
0: Sowers is another one in church. Yeah, there's a lot of um, hookups um, Alicia Taylor, is, I mean, as an attorney for no, for it.
1: no offense. I was trying to give Laura two of my kisses last Sunday at church. It was that bad. I was like, "Hey, you want to just take them? home? You want to go home with Miss Laura?" Yeah, they like, "Go with Miss Laura." They're like, "Yay!" <laughs> and Miss Laura's like, "You no, actually no." She's like, "Okay," and I'm like, "She is such a good lady." <laughs> that's that's Ooh. pastor's wife, pastor's wife, Laura. the first
0: lady, the, Laura. The, No, the, the, the first. what <laughs> churches do that? The first lady of, of Southside, Southside is Laura Smith. But wow. anywho, so.
1: I'm going to yeah, call it so that. So, people, hey, hello, if you haven't lady. heard
0: of Dude Dad, go check it out because he made yeah. a video of his wife in the first trimester and then they re- filmed a reaction video of her watching him do it. Yeah. And I'm gonna halfway to go through, find that she paused and goes, Are you wearing my leggings? And he's like, I don't have any of my own. I mean, it's just, it's a good time. If
1: I wore Janelle's leggings, they would be unwearable after that. It'd be like a kite. <laughs> <laughs> be a <muffin> top. <laughs> yeah, pretty much, but. So we can't talk about uh, coffee today. Nope. What about reviews? We we don't have any reviews. I look we got nothing. We got nothing again this week. So good night. It was great talking to you. Peace. <laughs> so anyways.
0: <laughs> so I guess let's just let let's, let's just dive in, but before we do that though, get your RTC swag. Go to the website Podcast.com, click the store button. Go buy yourself a a sweatshirt or a hoodie or short sleeve you know or long sleeve or Co- tote bag or mask. Covid is
1: making a comeback. You might want to pick up two or three masks. You can get them in black, gray, blue, or green. And you know what? What we don't make a profit off of it. Zero dollars. Well, we make a little bit off the hoodies, but that's but just the, because. But the hoodies. On. I'm talking about the masks. Oh, masks.
0: No, we don't make a dime.
1: The masks. Well, maybe
0: we make like fifty cents. I don't not know. Not even that. No, I don't we know. Did man. The, I
1: did the math on it. It's like It's like. Bad. It's like Less than 30 cents. It's bad. But
0: either way, dude, so I am both excited and terrified to talk about this topic. Christians
1: and the P word. We've never really talked too much about our political views. Ever. Which I'm okay with that. We've, we've known each other for three and a half years almost. Oh, it's been longer than that. No. Has it really only been three P- and a half? Piper was uh, Piper was already alive. She was just uh, three or four months old when we started coming to tell. She's yeah. going to be four in January. I mean, you guys jumped right into our small group right away and started
0: coming over and just hanging out really, yeah. really
1: quick. Yeah, I think it's only been like three and a half years that we've known each other. I right. mean, we've known people that knew both of us we have some
0: weird connections
1: man some like some, some random, weird, random connections, connections but hey but, whatever
0: but well,
1: it is what it is it is what it is but honestly it's Bestowed one of those things where us. it's
0: like i i don't like talking like I'll, I'll i mean i have conversations all the time about you know how to think with politics and christians and all these different things cuz i'm you know with teenagers you have to have these conversations we have, we had a political series actually like a 5 week series about politics and stuff mm. as SMA uh, last election cycle yeah like, four years ago, we did it. Because people were like, the teens were like, what are we supposed to do? We don't know how to, like, whoa. Well,
1: you Gen Zers don't know anything about politics, so. Oh. Neither do us millennials, so it's okay. Oh.
0: <laughs> but, you know, this is that hard conversation. Because it's like, yeah. once you bring up politics, like, I mean, this is like one of the things you don't bring up at Thanksgiving. You don't bring up. Religion or politics.
1: It reminds. I was about, about to say. It reminds me. Did you? Did you ever listen to the radio like 103.1 back in the day? Did your mom ever do 103 it?
0: 103. Po- Remember, I didn't grow up around here as a kid.
1: Yeah, that's true. One hundred three point one. So you might have heard Irvin Baxter. Did you ever hear of Irvin Baxter? Nope. Irvin Baxter used to have a show, and it was called Politics and Religion. That's literally what it's called. It's like the intro is like, "There's two things I don't discuss: politics and religion." Do 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 do. Look, I don't talk about politics, and I don't talk. It's like a whole intro, and it's hilarious because that's like the whole show is based on talking about <laughs> politics and religion, and like the whole like the whole intro. Is like they have different people they've recorded saying, "Look, I don't talk about politics, I don't talk about religion." They're like, "We're going to talk about politics and religion today." <laughs> it's like, "Oh, okay. so on RTC, we're talking about
0: politics and religion." So, so don't play this episode on Thanksgiving <gasps> with your family. Don't, don't, Ooh. don't do that or Christmas or don't, just don't.
1: But they might want to play it before Thanksgiving Ooh. because the election is coming up this year. On November 3rd. Which now that I think about
0: this, is this coming out after the election?
1: We're probably going to have to do some rearranging. I think it (laughs) would.
0: We just told the whole world that we messed up everything. Oh, man. Which literally messes up everything. But I don't know. We'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. You're here. You're listening. I was once told by someone was like, Mark, don't talk about things that could or can't happen because then people don't know because they're listening in real time.
1: That's Janelle said that too.
0: Yeah, my counselor has. Other people have listened yeah. to that. I'm like, whatever. So like, stop talking
1: about future events and, and or past uh, events. Uh, past events or what's yep. going to happen? Who knows? But Because so, we always screw it up. We always say, oh, every time we've mentioned it in an episode, we've always had to take it and put it in a different order. So we're not going to talk about, man, we screwed up the last episode then, too, because we mentioned this episode.
0: Dang Let's just gummit. stick with it. We're just going to stick with it. It's going to be okay. Dick, damn it. Anyways. Is, yeah. So either way, man, so Christians and politics, it's one of those yeah. things where it seems like. The the, the the closer we get to the election election cycle, you know, data recording, let's at least tell people this. It's October 1st.
1: October. We're literally a month and two days away.
0: It, it oh yeah, so this is come out way after the, the elections. You know, Green Day has just woken up. You know, wake me up when September ends. Green Day just woke up. <laughs> it's time for fall.
1: I don't remember the first day, very first day of September. Earth, Wind and Fire. Do you remember? I just know Green Day. Oh, that is not green day. God but this is why people who sh- don't know that type of music shouldn't be allowed to vote. Just not old enough. <laughs> you don't know who Earth, Wind and Fire
0: is? Oh, I know who they are. I, just didn't, I don't listen to stuff, but I know who they are.
1: Yeah, it's like some Motown the Motown stuff. In the words of Owen Wilson. Wow. Wow. <laughs> wow. When would
0: Earth, Wind and Fire even out?
1: Like when did they come out?
0: The sixties or seventies, right? So wow, <laughs> I'm gonna keep my old person. I'm
1: I'm politic in politic
0: comment to myself. I'm in but this whole. Okay.
1: I'm in this whole phase of like doing Owen Wilson's wow for everything now. <laughs> Wow, <laughs> there's there's a lot of funny gifs and memes about it. But <laughs> anyway, so get back into it because I'm,
0: oh man, I'm nervous about it because you know at the end of the day it's like it, every time politics come up, you know it seems like on the Normal person front. Once someone brings it up, all of a sudden it's like cancel culture happens. That's like mm. if anyone brings up something that's different my belief, I'm gonna unfriend you. or I'm gonna unfollow you or Instagram. I'm gonna stop following you or stop doing you know this that and that, whatever. Right. Um, or you got both sides of the equation of you got you know the two party system, Republican and Democrat. Both of them are claiming Jesus, but mm. they're like Jesus. There's some funny joke that Andy Stanley says. Um, it's like, um. I am red. You are blue. Hey, look, Jesus is like me too, or something stupid like that. Hmm. Uh, but the fact that both sides of Christian politics spectrum both claim Jesus. But then at the end of the day, you know, it divides our country. It segregates everything. And, you mm-hmm. know, I think there's a lot of, there, there's a lot of Christians who are very strong conservatives. There's a lot of Christians who are, I mean, they claim it are strong liberals. But I think there's so many people who are literally sitting here like us who are caught in the middle. It's like, what the heck am I supposed to do? Mm. Like, not just like well, who I not, vote for, but big picture. Because we talk about big picture things. So, How on earth are we even supposed to handle politics?
1: It's not, yeah. I mean, it's not just politics that there's divisions over. I mean, we look at a lot of just Calvinism and Arminianism. That's for just the... Inside a, of the church. Just all sorts
0: polarizing, of... Opposites. Polarizing opposites.
1: All the time. And so it's just like, yeah. Anyways. But, so, so it's not just... There's so many divisive things and topics that... Um, they need to be discussed and uh, yeah, I'll just stop so, there before. I so get here into you go. So to
0: jump in, I came in with literally six different questions all that right. I think would be helpful for us to talk about. All
1: right. I don't and, even want it. Let's not, and even.
0: we're going to try, I mean, I, I'm not even going to try to put a timestamp on it, but I'll read all six and we'll talk
1: about it. All right. Wait, wait, are you going to read one at a time and we're going to answer one at a time? Or are you going to read all six and then we're just going to, then you're going to read mm-hmm. other stuff. Okay. Maybe we don't, maybe we don't hit all of them. Maybe we I'll pick be, and choose. I'll be quiet. I just wanted to know if I could, right. if I needed to answer. Here's, here's answer, some
0: yeah. basic ones. So, question number one is: Can Christians be involved in the political sphere, like actually like, be politicians? Can Christians be politicians? Okay. Uh, I heard that question. One is: How should Christians handle speaking their political opinions in a decent and orderly way, specifically on social media? Ooh. Number three is: Should American Christians vote? Mm. Number four. How do we handle this line of thinking? Mm-hmm. Don't put kingdom principles onto non-kingdom people. Number five, many believe that America was founded as a Christian nation and needs to get back to its Christian roots. Is this the correct way of thinking? And the last is when should or what should Christians do if we completely disagree with the government? <laughs> like these are all some big mm. time stuff, dude. Yeah. So what are we supposed to do? I mean, I think the, 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 the easy question going back to it is just the fact of can Christians even be involved in the political sphere? I mean, that's something I've been wrestling with over the last few weeks.
1: I think that they can be. I think we look at... Um even back to the Old Testament, that Joseph was involved in a political sphere. I mean, he was second second to Pharaoh. You look at the wise men Daniel, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego.
0: Oh, yeah, because they were they the king's were also advisors. they
1: were also advisors. So they were in the political they, sphere. They
0: were politi- seasoned politicians. Um, I mean, I actually joked that Joseph was the head of the Egyptian food bank.
1: I, right? Exactly. But, yeah. <laughs> and so we look at you know all the kings, King Saul, King David. These guys were political the, rulers. They these were, were kings. They, they were yeah. They were presidents in our day's term. I mean more today, than that. But, I but, mean, right, exactly. They were ultimate authority, whereas our president is not. But, I mean, uh, they were men after, I mean, David was called the man after God's own heart. Mm-hmm. So uh, can Christians be involved in the political sphere? I think so. Yeah. I think we should be. I think we should. I think God places Christians in the political sphere.
0: Do you think he places all Christians that all Christians should be involved in the political sphere, mm-hmm. or do you think he calls and chooses the same way that he chooses some to be apostles. I was going to say, teachers, does he does he choose to everybody
1: a, to be an apostle? No. Does he obviously? Well, it depends on your definition, definition of, of an apostle. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Um But does he? But does he choose everybody to be a pastor? No. I mean, we're well, all technically
0: we're all called to
1: be evangelists. People. Well, we're called to be and evangelists love and love people, but right. not necessarily. I mean. There's yep.
0: there's a gift and then there is right. a responsibility. Right.
1: There's a, like a, a like a lower pastoralship role and then like it's the, like the
0: tenants. I, like you got you're given ten tenants, five, three, one talents, not tenants, talents. And yeah. it's like you know some are only given one and some are given five.
1: Yeah. Responsibility, basically. Right. Different. Different.
0: Different yeah. gifts. Different calls. Right. different Exactly. Whatever. So
1: I mean, um, I don't think um, I don't think everybody is placed is is chosen by God, to be a politician. Okay. I feel like we all want to be a politician in our own minds. Oh, okay. That's why we all have political opinions, That's but, true. uh, I don't think God has gifted everybody to be a, ever Christian, to be a politician, but I think he has gifted some.
0: Okay. So, so here's something I've thought about. Cause I actually like, there's a guy that I known. Um, I think he's an army chaplain now, but he ran for South Bend city council. One of my college mates, one of my soccer buddies, He's down in Florida and he actually has like a seat in the. Like the Florida house, I mm-hmm. guess, or whatever. Um, So, and then there's other Christians that I know. Uh, Tim Wesco here locally. I was about, I was about to Wesco here locally. Yeah, in he's South one Bend. of our state reps. Yeah, he's a state rep. And Oh, that's what he said. Uh, my buddy Jeremy, he's a state rep down in Florida, mm. just
1: not here in Indiana. Yeah.
0: Um. So there are Christians involved in politics. Yeah. So, but should, Timothy,
1: Timothy Wesco is a very gifted politician. Oh, my goodness. And, and he's a great speaker.
0: He right. loves people. He loves not, God. He loves Jesus. Yep. And he's not a dirty politician, right. which I think is good that a Christian has ethics going into those fears. Right. But you know, do you think a Christian politician should push quote unquote Christian agenda? Like is it, can you separate being a Christian and being a politician? And
1: what was the purpose of separation of church and state?
0: It was to keep the government out of the church. Like back, like the Baptist church convention wrote to Thomas Shefford and said, can you guys like, can we put the wall? It was
1: never to keep the church out of government. It was to keep the government out of church. Right. And so I think that as a Christian, if I go to a, if I go to the steel mill, I can't separate who I am. Christianity is not a viewpoint; it is who you are. Right. So to say, I mean, you can't you can't really separate Christian values and Christian thoughts. Mm-hmm. You can't separate them in in a political stance because right. that's who you are. That's where your opinions are formed. is from yeah, and the I have the Bible. So, but,
0: but you know, that's I guess that's that kind of the, the question I was thinking okay. um, with this side because you know. Um, I don't remember who it was. They were a Christian. They were doing something. I think they were having either something about pro life or something. And someone said, get your Christian, like get, 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 get your Christianity out of here. And the person's like, huh? Like, what do you mean? Get my Christianity out of here. You know, I think it goes back to the moral, like the, the moral arguments of, you know, even in the laws of our land, like why, like, you know, thou shalt not murder. Um, that was someone else's law before it was America. It's, That's the, uh, you know, uh, don't steal all these different things. Like there's moral there's, responsibilities. There's but a, where do we get those from? Yeah. There's a know?
1: baseline of morality and it always comes from God because right. God is the only thing that sets the morality standards. Right. So without God, uh, I heard it put this way, um, to an atheist in a, in a debate and the atheist goes, uh, you can't push your opinions on me. Okay. I choose what's moral. And the Christian goes, "All right, five minutes. I'm going to shoot you dead." He goes, "What?" He goes, "Yeah. In in my mind, that's okay. And since I'm the ruler and I decide what's moral and what's not in my own life, I'm deciding it's moral to shoot you, and it's okay." Mm -hmm. He's like, "What?" He's like, "Exactly. That's how foolish that thought." Right. I mean, it's the same as there is a a baseline of morality.
0: It's like Hitler. Why do we call Hitler bad? Because when it hits mine. He, he was, was doing the right thing. Right. Stalin was doing the right thing. Right. Castro was doing and, the in right their own thing mind. in their own minds. Right. They were doing the right thing. So where does the law of morality begin and where does it end? And so you know, for so for politicians who are Christians who are not, maybe there's someone listening who is t- talking about going into politics, you know, at what point do you You know, if if being a Christian is who you are, you're not running on a Christian platform, you just happen to have a moralistic faith. So you would say like if someone wants to go into politics, that's not a bad thing. That's not a bad career path to choose.
1: I look at our vice president currently, Mike Pence. Okay. And I don't think he goes around staunchly saying, I'm a Christian, I'm a Christian. Now he gets asked about his Christian views and they gets they try to call him out for his views. And then they trash him on it. And then yeah, so he he answers honestly because he's a Christian. Mm Mm-hmm. Um there's a difference between that and being like, well, I'm a Christian and this is what God said, you know, there's a difference there. Right. Uh, I think that as a Christian politician, you don't have it, It's again, it's letting your light so shine before men that they see your good works. It's that mm-hmm. whole Matthew five sixteen thing that, um, because of who you are, it just shines through you. Right. Like you don't have to proclaim yourself as a Christian. If you do, maybe you should reexamine your life because you shouldn't have to proclaim <laughs> it. But uh, it should just right. naturally flow through and,
0: in and, and government and this is the thing that's interesting. you know so many people think that government's a bad thing, but in reality, you know government is a God ordained institution, right Like you know we see God setting up the first demo, uh, well, theocracy and you know the, the you see Jesus going up against Pontius Pilate and he's Pontius Pilate was asking him like questions and he said, well, you're only here because God allowed it like right. Like God is the one who gave you your power to rule. Right. Jesus said that to Pontius right. Pilate. You see Romans thirteen, what the purpose of the government is, and the mm-hmm. fact that the government is supposed to keep the which we talked the, about the the, the
1: the right with um uh, should we obey worldly authority worldly authority
0: right like like so God instituted his like like this government in the fact of it has a purpose there's a reason behind it and I think it would be wrong and I know some Christians who do who say no if you're a believer you should never be involved in government affairs or even military affairs. Um, because that's just not right. But if we see the fact of, okay, well, you know, what I do as you know, and now I'm a f- front end website developer, right? Well, there's no Christian redeeming value in building websites for companies. I'm a steel worker. There's, there's no Christian <laughs> redeeming value for that, except for the fact <laughs> of we get to be missionaries and lights in the communities that we're put into. Right. And so maybe that's just it. Like people are going, gone into politics because they're ambassadors they're missionaries into that political what,
1: sphere. What is a Christian's first and foremost duty
0: to honor God and all that he does? and to love others. And to love others. And you can do that as a politician. You can do that as a politician.
1: Yeah. I don't know. I, I that's, think, that's just the first question think, that popped in my head. Can a Christian even be involved in politics? Yeah, I think I think voting as a politician who's taken like I think I keep thinking of T- Timothy Wesco because that's the best version of a Christian politician. And he's local I can here in Indiana. Him. And so yes, if, and he's yeah. very local and, and I know his family, and so I know him. Um and I know his values and what he stands for personally. And so um I I think that to say that they can't be in politics um, is wrong because he's using politics to love people through voting.
0: And I think that's what it is: is the fact of the, he got in it because of his love for people. He that's wanted what it's to, about. He wanted, he wanted to, to help, help people.
1: He wanted to help the average Joe, right? That's what he wanted to do. And he he has a gift for politics. Mm-hmm. So,
0: so okay, so. Putting that conversation, aside, I just thought, you know, that's one that, yeah. that, that yeah. I thought about every, when I was a little kid is that Christians should even be involved in politics. Right. But I guess the next one is the fact of, okay, so the political climate that we're in right now before the election and all the, the things that shaked out, God's in the future. I'm not worried about it. Why are Christians so... Why do Christians feel like they have to flaunt, talk about, push out their political views all the time?
1: Hmm. Why I'm asking feel, you the hard questions. Uh, well, um, uh, why is, is, rephrase the question? Ask it. Ask it in a different way, so um, I can make sure I'm understanding why it before I answer whole, it.
0: You know, people have different political beliefs. Why do people feel like the whole world has to know what they believe when it comes to politics?
1: I think it's a lack of knowing who the creator is. We think we know better than everybody, and we forget that um one we're supposed to be loving okay okay we're supposed to show grace and mercy to others we're supposed to love others and getting dogmatic on politics um you have to remember it's just your opinion um now we can have opinions based off of scripture like we just talked about and that can make our mind um think differently than the world's Mm-hmm. but we have to remember what Galatians says um, that we have to, when we're teaching, we're teaching non-believers, we have to do it in a spirit of gentleness and love. When we're teaching brothers, when we're correcting brothers, it has to be done in a spirit of gentleness and love. And so to be so dogmatic on a position that you get overly passionate because you're your dogmatic, um, you, you yourself are sinning. You're not doing what you've been called to do, what you've been been commanded to do by Christ, which is to love your brother. Right.
0: But, but as an American with the ability to have freedom of speech and Mm -hmm. ability to say what you want to say, and maybe you're passionate about it. Like, you know, you might be on, you, you, you you might be on the Republican side because of pro-life or these, and you might be on the, 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 the the democratic side where it's, you know, no, we want to help people with welfare and housing assisting and all these different programs, so people get back on their feet. You know, if we believe in these innate
1: values, shouldn't we talk about them? So, passion is a great thing. Okay. Passion and dogmatic? You're you're touching a line there. And, what what do, you, what do you mean? And here mean? here's why I say that. Passion is not a bad thing cuz you can still love somebody and be passionate. But if you're dogmatic and passionate at the same time, um, whatever point whether it's right or wrong that you're trying to get across if you're passionate and you're dogmatic so if i told you mark i don't care what you say i know the truth and the truth is that the grass is blue you're going to be like i'm not even going to pay attention to you because you're not even willing to have a conversation you're unmovable and you're overly passionate which means you have emotion involved and so as a logical person you would say there's no point in even talking to you so you i lose an opportunity Mm -hmm. i lose an opportunity to show the love of christ so that's why I say when you mix the two together, it's very dangerous. I'm not saying it's hundred percent wrong all the time. I'm saying it's a dangerous point that you have to watch.
0: So do you think politics then separates, you know, people to have conversations with those who would disagree with them? Like if I'm over here saying, you know what, you know, if you're a Trump supporter, boom, 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 and just, you know, completely separate myself from the, the Trump side or the other side where I'm all Trump and no Biden or Shoot, I'm third party can I don't like any of y'all. Like like are you saying that if we have these stances that it actually hurts more than helps?
1: Well, let me let as Americans
0: we are you know, we're able Let me to put do it this
1: that, way. You know? Let me put it this way. All right, we're gonna take it from a, a general I'm not saying everybody, but I am gonna throw a blanket statement. Okay. Um if we look at those who stand on the liberal democratic side, this is a general stance. Okay. We'll we'll call it an eighty percent stance of those people, the 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 hardcore left. Um, would you say that they are saved? The hardcore left, liberals. I would say in, in a general statement, eighty percent, or I'll say seventy percent. I'm going to give a, a general doubt that there may be thirty percent of Christians there. I don't think that, but we'll say that. Um, they're not going to understand why Christians view things the way we do, because they're lost. They, they need a savior. They don't understand God's laws. Mm-hmm. We can't hold them to God's standards. God holds them to sta- the standards. We, The law is there to show them that they're out of God's standards and that they need a savior. That's about but it. But do you think there's a lot of so,
0: people on the far right side that are like that too?
1: <laughs> I'm getting to it. Sorry, no, I'm just, I'm cheering so, it over. So I would say um, we're using the same standards. 70% of the right, the Trump supporters, uh, evangelicals. For the most, we'll call it seventy percent probably evangelicals. Um, I, and I know these statistics don't don't hold me to these statistics. These are just some random statistics I'm throwing out. Seventy percent, let's say, um, in our in our little make believe world here, are evangelical Christians, right? How what's the actions between the two? How do how do, how do a liberals act? How does the left act? And how does the right act right now?
0: in the same way. Like they, they, they literally
1: are both doing the same thing. But we're supposed to be evangelicals. We're supposed to be the ambassadors of the, of the, the future kingdom of Christ that he's going to bring to this earth. We're supposed to be the ambassadors of that. We're supposed to be the one that love people to love our neighbor, to show them that are lost who Christ is and the grace that he's given to us.
0: So how does that work in the political sphere then where, you know, us as Americans and I was thinking about this too, you know, the apostle Paul, There was one time where he actually said, look, I'm a Roman. You didn't treat me right. Like, he actually pulled out the Roman law and was like, you guys beat me without even a chance for me to defend myself. And they went, oh, go go away quietly. He's like, heck no, you're going to parade me through the street. Right? You're going to apologize. Like, he pulled out the Roman card. Right. So at what point should we, as Christians, pull out the American card? It's like, no, we have the freedom to do this. We have the ability to do this. So we do.
1: We do have the freedom, but there's a way to do it. There's a way to speak truth, Mm -hmm. Right we're told to, how to speak truth in gentleness and in love to the unbeliever. We're supposed to do the same thing. We're supposed to tell them the truth in gentleness and love to our brother and correcting our brother. It's gentleness and love. And right now from what I see and I vote and I've typically voted right wing typically. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm sure people can deduce who I voted for in 2016. Yep. Based off of that. Yeah, I don't know what I'm doing this year. Um, but I can tell you there's a lack of love when you say I'm a Christian. And then you say, these liberal idiots, they're stupid and they just can't. You just, you're the reason why there's the destruction of this country. Like, you're morons, you're blind, you're sheeples, right. you're whatever. First of all, Trump's not the savior. We should never hold him up in a, just like I think we shouldn't hold pastors mm-hmm. up on a pedestal. Mm-hmm. I don't think we should hold anybody up on a pedestal, but especially not Trump. No offense to Trump. You know, Trump's, Trump's done some good stuff. I agree with some, some stuff that Trump has done. Um, but don't for one second believe he's a Christian or if he is, he's got a, long, a lot of, a lot of things that he needs to uh, the Holy Spirit needs to work on. It's not for me to judge his heart, but he says he's a Christian, but I, if he's calling himself a Christian, I have to judge by the fruit and there are no fruit. There is no fruit in in Trump. Mm -mm. He's boastful. He's proud. He's arrogant. He's hateful. He's spiteful. So tell me, according to... Enthiast? Or
0: or, or what's the greed? I would say, because you know, with all the money. Right. So according
1: to Galatians and the fruit of the spirit passage... Galatians, Romans. Yeah, where's love, joy, peace, patient, kindness, goodness, gentleness, self-control? Where's the fruit of the spirit? Because I don't see the fruit of the spirit. I see the fruit of the wickedness that is also explained at the end of verse or chapter five in Galatians. Mm. There's a lot of that in him. So if I'm judging by the fruit, I would say Trump is not a Christian and listen, you don't have to only vote for a Christian. Okay. There's been a lot of, um, I wouldn't say Nebuchadnezzar was a Christian. <laughs> I wouldn't say King Darius was a Christian. I want to say a lot of the Kings that, um, in the old Testament, that God, that God used, God as, used his people ways. and God used his people to help advise them. They weren't Christians. They weren't saved. They weren't, they weren't chosen people of God, but God still used his people to help advise them. And he still used them for various ways. God places in power whom he wants in power. And people were like, Well, yeah, but I vote. Yeah, you vote. But God's still gonna place him in power. God's gonna be like, well, you know, you may have voted this way, but this is who I want in power. And so I'm a sovereign God. And who are you, you little puny ant? And, and then there's the, the classic, you know, like, um, <laughs>
0: I remember when, as a kid, when Obama was elected in the, in the Christian response versus Trump when Trump kid? was response. I was in like high school, dude. That was in college. Right? Well, the, the first, the, when he first Yeah, elected. 2008, I was in college. Was that really 2008? No, I was in yeah. high school, bro. I was a wow. junior. I can't that was that long ago. I was a junior in high school. Uh, but um, I remember the response of that where it's like, oh, God, America's being judged. And then when... You know when trump got voted oh America's saved the obama nation my dad was from texas and louisiana so when george w bush got elected oh woo, man the savior
1: has come exactly
0: so you know like why do we as christians do that man like right. why do we all of a sudden and and and, and i'm saying on the other side too because there's a lot of christians that i know that um that they that they, they love obama and i'm not saying that there's anything right and wrong i'm just saying there's people on the other side who are like right. no obama's the savior or you know, let's just settle for Biden because right. we got to get Trump out of here. Why do we put so much stake in the fact of this leader is going to be our savior.
1: Right. Like I, why? I can, I can tell you this. Okay. So, um, pre-debate pre-debate. <laughs> I won't say where because, I'm at now because the presidential debate uh, just happened. Yeah. It just happened this week. Yeah. Uh, data recording, um, yesterday, two days ago, two days ago. Okay. So, um, I have no idea how I'm going to vote right now. If you asked me today, I couldn't tell you who I'm going to vote for. I don't know either. Uh, two days ago, before 9 p.m. I was like, oh, you know, even though you're leaning one way, I was leaning towards Trump. I was like, I'm leaning towards Trump, but I'm not 100% sure. Now I'm like, I'm really unsure after watching that. I'm like, I'm really unsure. Um, and that's my own opinion. Okay. That's the thing that we have to realize here. People are always like, well, you got to pick the lesser of two evil. Okay. That's, that's good. I agree. We need to vote. Right. I think it's in the in the parable of the talents, right. we have been given a responsibility by being in this country. To and be our, stewards of what we've been given. Right. And so we need to be a good steward and and not just bury our talent. Um, I think we need to use our talent. Mm-hmm. I think burying our our talent is a waste of the talent. And if we can't be responsible with that talent, then why would we get more talents? Right. So I think we need to use our talent. Um, I don't think Mark or I would say vote this way or vote that way because I, I can't. I can't hold knowing Trump looking at the fruit, knowing he's not a Christian, looking at Biden, looking at the fruit and based on fruit, I don't see Christ based on fruit. That's all I'm, I don't know their heart, but based on fruit, I don't see Christ. And so because of that, I can't hold them to the standards of God that they're going to follow the standards of God. I can't say that, you know, Trump is going to be this loving, caring guy, and that he's going to do all these things. I can't say that Biden's is going to make the best choices and and go, you know, anti-abortion, because those are God's standards. Mm-hmm. They're the world; They're, they don't know any better. It's like a child; they don't know any better. It's it's like my my two year old. She doesn't know when I say "Don't touch the stove because it's hot." She doesn't know why I'm saying that until she touches until she stove. touches it, and then she's like, "Oh, I know I shouldn't do that." And that's the thing; these these politicians don't know any better. So to judge them by God's standards is is foolishness. It's casting your pearls before the the, the swine. Mm. Um, so you gotta you gotta take God out of it a little bit, not fully, because you can't really separate God from your life. Right. But you have to look at all right. I'm an American, and this is the way I'm looking at it out right now. Who is going to give me or who is going to help? Um protect the freedom as an American that I have, that I could continue to proclaim the gospel. Who's going to be the one that helps me the most with that. And right now I, I, I said, I'm undecided. That's cause I can't clearly see either one right. of them, really but even helping. if
0: that's something we should be asking for, because Christianity was, you know, birthed under emperors it, it was. And, and Nero and, 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 and
1: the gospel has always flourished and gone out. Actually it's flourished more under hardship, right? It has. And so the freedom aspect is just more for. It's just easier. <laughs> it's, it's just easier. It's comfortable. It's easy to to proclaim Christ. Which is that a good thing? Uh, it. I don't think it's a good or a bad thing. Okay. I I don't I don't think it's either way. I don't think being in a spot where there's free reign because there was a time when, um, things were good in Israel. There's been times that there's good in Israel throughout the Bible, and you know. And there's times that are bad, mm-hmm. and there's times in the church that have been really good, and uh, we look at the you know the Great Awakening that was a really good time, mm-hmm. and then we look at really bad times like uh, I don't know the Crusades, <laughs> I mean, you know, uh, those were really bad. So times. so uh, or, or the Catholic church, or, or, I was going to say the, persecu- the, the per- and persecution of the Catholic church. There's been a lot of hard times. Right. Or how about the persecution of Rome? Or I mean, there's been a lot of tribulation that the church has gone through. Mm-hmm. So I I think. Good or bad doesn't really matter. Right. I, I don't think it matters in the grand scheme of God because God is powerful enough to overcome any of that. Um, this is, I, Like I said, this is just my personal opinion. Yeah, I've asked opinion. you a lot of questions tonight, bro. That's, I've asked you a lot of I'm questions. I'm fine with that. I, I don't mind sharing my opinion. Uh, I'm not foolish enough to say I am dogmatic on my opinions in politics. Um, I have been pretty dogmatic for most of my life, and God has really worked on me that... When you are dogmatic, especially in politics, you become less loving. Mm. because you, And gracious. And gracious, right, exactly. You have to look at it as there's people that don't understand God's ways. There's people who need a savior. And me standing up saying, you guys are idiot liberals. And, and I was that guy. Me, But me standing up to say that, um, is that furthering the kingdom or hindering the kingdom? Mm-hmm. And and it's hindering the kingdom, in my opinion now. It hurts the kingdom. The look at evangelicals, all right? Because evangelicals have been lumped together with, they've lumped themselves with Trump. Mm-hmm. And look at the bad name we've given Christ through lumping ourselves with Trump. And likewise, Obama, there was a lot of, evangelicals that lump themselves with Obama and look at the bad name they got. And it's like every time you lump yourself with a politician rather than lumping yourself with God, you typically give Christ a bad name. Mm. So I think the lesson to learn is don't lump yourself in with a politician. Don't be so dogmatic. Stand for truth, but realize that the world is not going to hold to God's standards because they don't understand God's standards. So show them love and mercy, a.k.a. grace. (laughs) Right, yep. Undeserved, no, yeah. undeserved, undeserved grace, grace. The, the same undeserved grace that we've received. And that's kind of where I stand in my political stance at this time. Yeah. I, no, I like that. Like, you know,
0: um, getting ready for this. I was reading about Piper because someone asked him, they're like, dude, um, you've never talked about your political stance ever. And right. he goes, good. Because when I die, I don't want to be known what my political stance was. I right. want to be known for my stance for Jesus. Amen. Now he... Go he, Piper. Now Piper did say that um, he's like, I, he's like... It, Matt Chandler is the same way, man. Where they both are like, yeah, we've preached on abortion, we've preached on God's plan for marriage, we've ple- we've also preached on um, the fact of racism and yep. social justice, and we've also preached on um, get, like helping the poor and going to the widow and the orphan in their distress. Like, yeah. we, he's like, we taught the Bible, we right. taught truth, which is our responsibility, which is our responsibility, and that's what Christians should be known for. And and you know, I've always struggled with it because as Christians, we and as American Christians, I think on the one token, I I feel like we're so scared that, you know, the whole idea of, um, <laughs> the classic, um, if if you know if if a country falls on its knees and pray, I'll
1: you know heal their land. Oh, you the, mean the Israel the, the Israel passage, not the, the American passage. The 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 coffee mug Christianity. The coffee mug passage. Christianity.
0: <laughs> I feel like I need to make sure I, I put these l- in the notes so I can reference them. I back. have
1: coined that phrase now. Coffee however. mug Christianity. Yeah, I love it, man. I, it. I love but it. But that's what it is. Yeah, that, that was spoken to Israel
0: at a certain time at a certain place, a certain thing. Now at the same time, if we follow God in certain ways, there will be natural fruits and blessing and common graces that
1: are bestowed upon it because but, that's just... But we know America, we know <laughs> that if they hated the master, they're also going to hate us. So it's not going right. to be all rose bushes and And, and I feel like so
0: many Christians, and, and I'll make this statement, I feel like so many Christians are like, we need to get America back again, bring America back to Jesus. I think it's because they're scared to go out there and actually be Jesus themselves. And they'd rather have the politicians do it.
1: And what does it look like? I mean, if you look at the the other countries that have gone socialist or fascist and look at the, the desolation that's happened in those countries, it is scary and it's hard times and who the natural way of the flesh is to take the easy route. Right. It is not always, it's not within our nature to be like, yeah, I want to be poor and broke and starving and go through all this pain and, and then agony. then my kids go through Yeah, it. yeah, exactly. That That's not natural. It's not natural to be like, oh, I want to do that. Um, and then you have missionaries who are like, look, I love the Lord and I want to do this for Jesus. Mm-hmm. See the difference here? Right. They're no longer worried about... They're concerned about their own selves, but concerned about right. God so and his almost kingdom.
0: like people are making an idol of the American Christian way, yeah. rather than following Jesus and what Jesus.
1: Now, says. again, we have a responsibility. Mm-hmm. We have been placed in this country at this time, and we have a responsibility. We have we have a we have a talent. Use the talent. We have to vote. Right. That's our responsibility. That's our God given responsibility. Hey, I'm giving you the gift of voting. Be a good steward. That's that's what we've been given. That's right. the biblical ba- basis of of voting, right there, in my opinion. Mm. So no, I I agree with that one. Yeah, I agree so. with that one.
0: So I'm gonna end it with a quote and a Bible verse for my my thought.
1: End it? I thought you had more questions. We only answered like two. I thought. Well,
0: no, we answered them just oh, in, in, in natural conversation. We talked oh, about okay. them. I mean, I do think you know there's there, there's still I know a lot of Christian influencers on Instagram who they have Christian in their bio, but then they also have conservative, and they'll talk on their stories all the time about it. And you know, some certain people, okay, are they given certain platforms for that? I mean, that's, that's where I actually, like, I don't know how to fully handle that. It's more of like, if people want to talk about, Hey, here's what God says, deal with it. What you will versus, did you see what they said last night? Did you see those idiots? What ding-dongs? I can't believe that. Right. And so I feel like we ostracize ourselves from not only other Christians, but other people who need to hear the gospel when in reality, you know, um, I think Tony Evans said the quote where it's like Jesus didn't come to pick a side. He chose to abolish it all. Like he came to come in and establish a new order, which is a spiritual kingdom. It will become an earthly kingdom one day. But as Christians, we're not called to pick and choose a side. You know, what's, what are we called to do? We're called to love. We're called to choose God's side and, and, and and, and love your enemy.
1: Well, that's, that's loving your neighbor. That's Christ's commandment. That's Christ's law. Uh, Read Galatians five. Anybody who's dogmatic and political, read Galatians five. And I'm going to read First Peter too. And then, oh, that's another good one. But come back and talk to us when you read Galatians five and First Peter. Come back and talk to us and see if you feel the same way. Study study those passages. So, um, so this is kind of interesting as
0: sojourners because in Jeremiah 29, I'll go back to this one. It was talking about the people are like, what are we supposed to do? And the, and then it says, this is what the Lord Almighty God of Israel says to all those carried into exile from Jerusalem to Babylon. Build houses, settle down, plant gardens, eat what they produce. Marry, have sons and daughters, find wives for your sons, and give your daughters a marriage, so they may too have sons and daughters. Increase your number there, do not decrease. Also, I love this one. Seek the peace. Seek the peace and prosperity of the city to which I've carried you into exile. Pray for the Lord, uh, pray to the Lord for it, because if it prospers, you will too. And you know, so many times we want our politicians, we want to vote people from the lead from the top down. But as Christians, we're called to lead from the bottom up. We're mm, called to mm-hmm. not put someone into power to make Christian principles everywhere, but No, you're called to walk across the street and go love your neighbor, right? That's what we're called to do as Christians. But what's interesting is first Peter, he flips it and then says, beloved, I urge you as sojourners and exiles. That's why I connected the two because it was, you know, back in Jeremiah is, um, I carried you into exile and Peter's like, beloved, I urge you as we already are. Sojourners and exiles abstain from the passions of the flesh, which wage war against your souls. Keep your conduct among the Gentiles, which nonbelievers in that context, keep it honorable so that when they speak against you as evil doers, they may see your good deeds and glorify God on the day of visitation. Be subject for the Lord's sake to every human institution. This is talking about specifically government, right? Whether it be the emperor as supreme or to the governors are sent by him to punish those who do evil and praise those who do good. For this is the will of God. This is God's will. That by doing good, you should put the silence, the ignorance of foolish people. Live as people who are free. This is the big one. Not using your freedom as a cover-up for evil, Mm. but living as servants of God. Honor everyone. Love the brotherhood. Fear God honor the emperor. So as Christians, we have, as American Christians, we have freedom of speech. We have freedom to get on Instagram. We have freedom on Facebook to do these things. But what's is, what is what's the Christian way? No, 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 no. Use your freedom to serve others. Live as people who are free, not to cover up evil, but living as servants of god what is mm. it, what are we called to do love god and love others right um and andy stanley he wrapped it up so beautifully man this is like a, not a direct quote because i had to shorten it a little bit um he said the kingdom of god will always come at some detail and level conflict with the kingdom of man or a political person or political platform there will always be tension this is why it's foolish for the church to ever be divided over a candidate or party, because at the end of the day, no political party will line up complete with the kingdom values of Jesus, even though each party will have a little bit of it.
1: We're supposed to be kingdom people first, political people second. So I want to add to that. Yeah, what you got? John 18. OK? okay. We're going to start in uh, we're going to start in verse 34. It says, "Jesus answered. Are you saying this on your own initiative, or did this, uh, did others tell you about me? So this is the, the questioning by Pilate to Jesus. Right? Uh, what <clears> verse <throat> are you in? Uh, verse 34 I just read. So I'm going to go to verse 35, Pilate's response. So Pilate answered, I am not a Jew, am I? Your own nation and the chief priests delivered you to me. What have you done? Jesus answered, and this is the part that I want to really italicize, mm. highlight. Okay. My kingdom is not of this world, okay? So we hear that all the time. Oh, Christ's kingdom. When Christ's kingdom is established here on earth, which will happen at the second coming of Christ, when it happens, Christ will reign and rule from his throne, the earth. Not not just believers down here. Christ is but he rule. will be on he's his gonna, throne. He's going to be on his throne here. Right now he's at the right hand of the Father. Just want to clarify that. <clears throat> so, uh, so he said, my kingdom is not of this world. If my kingdom were of this world, then my servants... Now he's talking about disciples at the time, but it, it translates over That's to us. us yeah, Our, my servants would be fighting so that I would not be handed over to the Jews. But as it is, my kingdom is not of this realm. Okay, so we we see through through eschatology that Christ is coming back. Okay, second second coming. I, I think most views will agree with that, <clears throat> and because of that, we know he's going to come back and rule and reign. Mm-hmm. Okay. And until that time, his kingdom is not established. And what does establishment mean? It means it's here, it's present, it's happening, it's happening and he is here physically helping rule. Mm-hmm. Right now we're ambassadors. He's got his ambassadors out there preparing his kingdom, the forerunners, saying, hey, the Lord's coming. Prepare the way. Prepare. We're, the, we're the little John the Baptist. <laughs> That's what we are. Yep. We're the little John the Baptist. That was a type and shadow of the second coming. We're we're calling out, prepare the way. The one is coming. And we've been we've been doing that forerunning for two thousand years now. Right. And we'll continue to do it until Christ until God decides to come back or have Christ come back and reign and rule. Because nobody knows the hour of the day except for God. Right. That's what Jesus said. So to be dogmatic and and to fight politically with each other is foolish foolishness why why would we do that there's no reason for it his kingdom is not yet established on earth he has his ambassadors preparing preparing things by saying hey brother you need to get saved and let me show you why hey i'm going to speak to you i love you and i don't want to see you go to hell i don't want to see internal damnation and separation from the father let me show you let me show you the gift that christ has given you
0: so so let me ask you this then to kind of land the plane If there's someone out there listening, I'll give my piece too. If someone's out there listening, they're like, Mark, I am, I I love politics. I love the political scene. I listen to Ben Shapiro every single day, or I listen to CNN every day or whatever, like I'm very into this, but I also love Jesus. What would your encouragement to that person be where they're like, I know I'm supposed to be a Christian. I know I'm supposed to be an ambassador, but I have this love for politics and the conversation and I care about what goes on in my country. What, it, would, what, would, what would your piece of advice be?
1: Be a good steward, but most importantly, be loving and gentle. Show kindness. You can tell your opinion. You can even speak truth and gentleness and love. And, and it doesn't have to be a I'm right, you're wrong type of thing. It doesn't have to be. We're supposed to be teachers to the unsaved and teaching and gentleness and love. And when we're correcting a brother, we're supposed to correct them in gentleness and love so that we may not fall into the same temptation, Galatians 6.1. That's what we're called. To, we're called to love others, to love others. And when we're teaching, to teach in love and gentleness. And when we're correcting, to correct in love and gentleness. That's It's a theme throughout all of the New Testament. Mm-hmm. That's what we're called to do. So go ahead. Be, be passionate. Be passionate about politics. Don't be dogmatic. Don't, don't mix the two because it gets dangerous and, and you can, you don't know how far you go and you're taking it until you've already taken it too far. Right. And you've crossed that bridge. But be passionate. I, I, I encourage passion. We get passion. We had, we were passionate. Two episodes ago. Yeah, Topic roulette. We were passionate, (laughs) but it doesn't mean that we have to be spiteful, hateful, um, rude, even though we were a little rude. I'm sorry, buddy.
0: But I, I love this guy.
1: But it, it, it was passion out of both sides of us, um, and it happens. It happened to us as we everybody listened to a couple episodes ago. Hopefully, they listened. <laughs> pa- Hopefully, passion is not a bad thing. It can be a bad thing if it's done out of lo- if it's do- done not in love. Mm-hmm. Um, Mark and I love each other, so we get passionate and we still love each other at the end of the day. <laughs> so I had no problem. Yeah, I didn't either. I just. It, it was a little awkward to think about now. It's like, oh hey, man, what? I can't man, believe we fired up. Yeah. We got really, really passionate. But, but
0: you know, we came together though. Like, but, but at the same time, here's the difference: is like, it wasn't. I wasn't some stranger right. on the internet, and you were blasting. Right. Oh yeah. Or, or it wasn't some random text thread, or it wasn't some random social media comment section. We were two friends who were trying to figure this. We we're trying to figure it out. Right. Like, where did we go? And we both were passionate, but we came to a place of okay, this is this is where we agree. Maybe this is not, but that's okay. We're still brothers and and
1: in this. Still love each other. Yeah, and that's that's how it should be. But yeah. as far as blasting people on the internet, um, you don't have a relationship with them. And are you really trying to teach them or are you just trying to be right? Woo! That's okay. the question
0: I have. Trying to teach them, trying to be right. You know, Proverbs fifteen one, this is from the NLT New Living Translation. It says A gentle answer deflects anger, but harsh words make
1: tempers flare. Oh, and a perfect love covereth a multitude of sins. Sorry. I wanna <laughs> anyways any any other thoughts before we end uh, I mean this was a very high level conversation like we didn't get into a lot of the weeds it was funny because it's like a very stressful topic for a lot of conversationalists. but you and I were like I think this is the calmest podcast I've ever it probably done. has now it
0: was awkward <laughs> get into it
1: but eh, eh. I, I, I felt awkward because I don't like talking about this you know what I'm saying I don't I don't mind talking about politics because I believe that God has taught me that it's not about politics, it's about love. Mm. And so once you have that understanding, um, you, you don't get as passionate or dogmatic about it. It's just the way I feel about it. So. Time for... Fun facts with <laughs> I, I feel la- like we laugh every single time. I, I like how you went away and the video caught it. To it's like, it
0: you're like, like I'm it. not touching I, it. <laughs> the last time I stopped it short on accident. Yeah. So my you, dude.
1: You haven't seen this one, bro. No,
0: is this a political fun fact?
1: It's not. Well, it could be. We know, we know the big Android, Mac, Apple debacle debate. That's true. That's true. That's been going on for I, a while. I feel
0: like I'm, like I, I, you know, I got my Android. I went Pixel 2 for a couple years. I'm back to Apple, but now I feel like that guy at Panera when I'm working, I yeah. have my MacBook Pro, then my iPad next to me with my AirPods in with my phone next to me. That was not meant to be a flex, but I really flexed that one on accident. My bad. Yeah, you did. But I was saying, like, I turned back into an all-Apple guy, so...
1: Janelle, flex means he showed off. That's what that means. She was going to ask me when I got... Oh, oh she sorry, yeah. I just want to explain that to you, Janelle.
0: It's low-key flex. When someone's like, oh, look... Uh, or look at all the things that I have. Or, or, the or it's I've kind of there. like... Um, uh, oh, what was one that I recently saw? It was um, it was about a Tesla, and someone was like, it's like I'm playing Mario Kart again when I was a kid, Rainbow Road. I'm like, that's freaking Tesla Autopilot. Go away. <laughs> Flexing on me like that?
1: All right. So, Jeez. you know, I was an Android guy for years and years until I met Janelle, and she got me hooked on Mac, and now, now well, I'm I've a, got my Kindle. Right. So you
0: got, your, you got your Kindle Fire, but
1: that was for budgetary reasons, too. That's just because I'm cheap. But you got an iPhone. I got an iPhone. You're blue. You text Blue. And I got a MacBook Pro. Yep. And that's That's about it. But no. I'm gonna flex too. So here. so this is about Mac and Android. So so kind of. Kind of. It's about Mac and Windows, but Okay. But it's Mac and Android. No, nobody talks about Windows. But anyways, so fun fact of the day. Okay. The startup sound for Windows ninety five was made on an Apple Macintosh computer. Oh, I didn't know that. It was created by composer Brian Eno specifically on a Mac, as he'd never used a PC because he doesn't like them. <laughs> Ironic, huh?
0: <laughs> so the dude who created the sound that for, everyone for Windows, heard, nine so that, Windows 95 <laughs> or whatever it was, whatever yeah. that little sound effect was, he didn't like to use a PC. He, he did so not created yeah. a jingle on a Mac on for a the Mac. PC. Yeah. Was oh, it? Did, did you know in Wally that um wow. Wally his startup sound was a PC, but then the other one um, Eve was a Mac? Yes, I that didn't that know. Like, I ding. didn't notice that.
1: I, I think that's that. really that funny. Was, that was really and good.
0: Speaking of Apple, the one thing I'm mad about them is when you open your computer. I mean, it, it looks sleek, but the Apple doesn't glow on the backside anymore. It doesn't, it doesn't. glow. It doesn't. The backside. Of the, I'll show you. The backside doesn't glow anymore. It's just well, like what? It's just like a silver little thingamajig. Apple, you cheaped out on us. You pay wow. $2,000 for a machine and it doesn't light up the Apple. Like That's you, messed up. Flex Take, it people.
1: Take it back. Take it back.
0: I love it, man. But hey, so speaking of computers and internet and all things interweb, yeah. people can check us out at the website, realtalkchristianpodcast.com. That will direct you to google spotify apple but you can all or for, for podcast related listening you can also listen on alexa now you can also listen on pandora hopefully here really really soon right but you can also find some of our fun episodes you can link to the merch where you can buy some fall line gotta get that represent where is it right there that rtc nice and soft oh, yeah you know, it's it's cozy, man. It's it's real cozy. But people can also call us or text us a direct line to us. Have a conversation with us if they want. Yep. Or leave us a voicemail at 574-400-5352.
1: Boom. There you go, buddy. Got it. I got you, it, buddy. You're on it now. Dude, I
0: feel like I did the whole closing. Anything else you want to say to the people before we let them go fuller?
1: Uh, make sure to buy swag. Baby, it's cold outside. Christmas is coming soon. Oh, Christmas gifts! This Winter is Christmas. coming. Oh, so buy <laughs> your <us that> merch.
0: <laughs> so get the merch, guys. But hey, we are so thankful you guys listen week in, week out. We love you guys. But until next time,
1: take it easy.